and to see them, these these young women now, confident yeah. and standing strong and saying, you know, I've now got a job, I've found my place to live, I can live independently, uh, and I'm really excited about my future. Hello and welcome to the sixth instalment for our Let's Talk About It series. For those of you uh, who are joining us for the first time, my name's Homs and uh, Let's Talk About It is basically a educational series for you guys to to help get into some of the more complicated discussions and topics around modern slavery and human trafficking. Last week we had an awesome conversation from Antonia and Derege talking about family re reintegration and unifying families. And this week we have Maggie Cruz, who is our Cambodia Country Director for Hope for Justice, talking with us now. How are you doing, Maggie? You all right? Yeah, great. Thanks, Holmes. Good to have you. Good <laughs> yeah, to have good you. To be here. Mm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, what your role is at Hope for Justice and, and, and sort of how you got there, essentially. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I've, um, I've been the country director in Cambodia now for the last uh, nearly three years. And prior to that, I was actually uh, in Derijay's neck of the woods. I worked in Ethiopia and also in our Ugandan project for many years. So um, I've come very much from a background of helping very vulnerable children who've been exploited, trafficked uh, and abused and helping them to uh, find safe space and get back to family and all that sort of thing. And yeah, I've been in Cambodia now and the context is completely different but of course some of the the core issues uh, sadly are the same um, girls being exploited being trafficked uh, is very common and uh, we have a program there specifically to help uh, kids who are under 18 uh, to get safe place and then look to the future uh, after they've uh, come through a time of being being stabilised after the, all they've been through. Mm. Um, can you give us a sort of broad understanding of what the Lighthouse is, what what it aims to achieve and what happens after that? Sure, okay, so um, girls come to us through a variety of different ways. Um, some girls come to us uh, where police have done a raid on a, a beer garden, karaoke bar, brothel, whatever, and they've actually done an active rescue uh, and rescued those girls out of that situation and uh, hopefully also arrested the perpetrators and the owners of those establishments um, and so we have a very close link with the government uh, ministry of social welfare who link us up uh, when there's been a rescue like that and we work closely together with the police with local other partners uh, NGO partners and uh, and we've got a, a big center there where we can take between 25 and 30 girls at any one time and that's uh, they come to us immediately after that rescue um, not in a good place as you might imagine and uh, there we can offer them safe space uh, all the basics of daily life you know we can give them a change of clothing good food um, but more critically uh, attend to their medical needs which are often complex and and multiple um, they you know they obviously need a lot of psychological care uh, the girls come to us very uh, traumatized often um, surprisingly often very angry and upset they they don't understand what's happened to them they've been plucked out of their exploitation and and suddenly confronted with with being in this space with strangers and it, it takes a little while for them to comprehend that actually what's been done to them is actually against the law wow. uh, and so even that process of them having to come to terms with the fact that you know 
they've been in a, in, a, in a situation where that's actually against the law of Cambodia and the, the police have come in to get them out of that. Um, they often take quite a while to come to terms mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's coming to terms also, of course, with uh, what they've actually been through. Mm -hmm. um, the Often that's been surrounded with a whole lot of false promises and lies and uh, very complicated relationships. And, um, you know, these young kids are often, you know, anywhere particularly between 12 and 16, 17, and you know they're they're trying to process all of that and, and figure out which way's up. They've been Gosh. disconnected from family. Yeah. Um, there's just multiple layers of trauma and abuse and exploitation, sometimes over years. Uh, and so working with our counsellors and psychologists to try and stabilise these girls and work to get their mental health in a better shape. Mm. Uh, but of course, uh, we're also trying to find their family contact their family, find out is it possible to get that girl home again. Um, at the same time, they've also got a legal case going on where they're Gosh, having yeah. to testify in front of police and that's also very traumatic. They're having to relive that experience, give testimony uh, to the police about what's happened, maybe identify a perpetrator. Uh, so that's also, um, we try and minimise it, but you know that's also traumatic for them to go through that. So there's many different aspects. I, I kind of refer to the lighthouse a bit like a, a one-stop shop <laughs> where we have a whole range of services and um, the good part about that is that we can do that all under one roof. We have nurses, teachers, uh, counsellors, psychologists, uh, case managers and social workers, um, house mums to care and love these girls daily and make sure all their daily needs are looked after. We have a whole team of support around these girls so that they can um, hopefully stabilise and find the way forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how is that for you, I mean for you and the staff obviously to sort of deal well, with that? Well yeah, that? It's, a, it's a big thing for our staff as well, you know, they, they're in a situation where they're, they're constantly hearing stories of trauma and, and just extreme uh, emotional mm. events mm. for these, these young girls and so we also have to make sure that we're caring for our staff, you know, yeah. it's tough work and uh, yeah, having time to talk through cases together and support each other and making sure staff are doing their own self-care is also really important. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'd like to um, maybe ask you for you know anybody who doesn't know um, at what stage does the lighthouse come in to help and then at what stage do we you know you know, send them off, leave, like yeah, leave them, sure. essentially. Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, yes, I mean, it's usually we, we work in close collaboration, as I said before, with some other partner organisations, with the Ministry of Social Welfare, with local police uh, and immigration as well. Mm -hmm. We often get child victims who've been trafficked to other countries. Uh, and so we work closely also with immigration and the ministry when there's a girl a Cambodian girl who's being brought back into the country after being trafficked to another country. Um, so we get notified sometimes in advance, sometimes it's like literally an hour or two beforehand, Gosh. suddenly they'll just ring up and say, oh, we've got a young girl here, can you come and pick her up or can we bring her to you? Um, and yes, how long is she in the lighthouse? Well, how long's a piece of string a bit? Uh, <laughs> we try and tailor that program yeah. to the unique needs of that girl. Now, some kids remarkably show a level of resilience that is astounding and seem to, to bounce back reasonably quickly um, and maybe within two or three months they're looking to be ready to move to next steps. Other girls, if they've got a lot of mental health issues, medical issues, legal case, whatever, maybe they're with us for four or five sometimes longer months. Mm. Um, we call it a short-term centre. We don't want it to be like institutional care where the girls are like 
in an orphanage type of situation. Yeah. Um, it's a transitional program where the, the kids are assessed. Um, we give the, whatever therapy and medical and legal help and support they need, uh, at the same time tracing their family and preparing and working with the family to hopefully get that child back home wherever yeah. possible. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's kind of several months for most girls. Uh, right. That would be the average. Um, at what point does the lighthouse sort of leave young girls at? Do, is there anything else that, that comes in after the lighthouse? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we, we feel very strongly that, you know, particularly for children, uh, family, safe family is always the best place uh, for these young girls. If safe family is not an option, and sadly that can be the case if the family have been the ones who've trafficked uh, the girl or exploited the girl, maybe family is not safe um, or maybe stuff has happened and the, too much has happened and the, the young person, particularly once you're looking at a 16, 17 year old, they're like, I just can't go home. Mm. So, so what do we then look at? If we can't get a child back to safe family, uh, we then start working with that young person going, okay, what other options have we got? Uh, have they got educational uh, that we can link back in with? Are they interested to pursue education? Uh, if not, maybe they are looking for vocational training and, and developing some kind of skill set so that they can find safe employment. Uh, these girls have basically been in extremely unsafe employment yeah. uh, in a bizarre way. Uh, and so what can we do to help that young person develop some skills to move into safe employment, safe living in the community, equip them with the kind of skills uh, that they'll need to live independently and particularly the kind of sort of soft skills uh, to uh, maintain employment, the mm. life skills they'll need to live independently in the community, uh, all of those sorts of things so that hopefully they can uh, get to the point where they can make safer decisions think through the consequences of what they're being confronted with. If if an opportunity comes for a job or a boyfriend or a whatever in normal life, can they make a safe decision and make sure that they're, they're looking after themselves and not being re-exploited? Um, you know, the, one of the key things we, we're looking at is that uh, we don't want these girls to go back into re-exploitation mm, after yeah. all they've been through. Mm. Mm, so we've uh, we've got a particular program that we launched just at the beginning of 2021 uh, actually wow. that's particularly designed for these older age group girls who are 16 plus so under the um, government structure structure once a girl's 16 years and over uh, she can start to move towards vocational training so we we call this little program our stepping stones program nice. um, as they take their steps towards independence and uh, and we've got uh, a small house uh, the the lighthouse is quite a secure environment but for these girls who've been through that process are stable and their mental health is stable and they they have to have a quite a checklist of different <laughs> criteria and things that they've accomplished during their time at Lighthouse uh, and then once they've done that uh, we we work with them to find out uh, what what are they actually passionate about what are they mm. interested in for the future is there a particular skill that they'd like to learn or a particular job so um, 
maybe they've got an interest in doing um, salon and hairdressing or maybe it's you know tailoring and uh, creating clothes maybe it's working in the restaurant industry or learning how to we've got connections with a bakery and a, and a barista training and yeah. <laughs> different things so trying to match up their interest their skill level their educational level um, so that they can find the the type of training that they can really kind of get into and and feel that they can um, really move ahead with that it's amazing that with with the stepping stones that you kind of bridge this gap between um, kind of meeting them where their immediate needs are and then outside of that into um, the hopes and dreams that they have for their life beyond yeah beyond the yeah lighthouse. that's right yeah and it's um you know these girls as they they move from the lighthouse then we've got a little semi-independent living house that's only got one staff member uh, in it and that's kind of like a, a house mum type role where the girls are living semi-independently they can move in and out freely they go off or they ride their bicycles off to their vocational training every day they learn to go to the market and do shopping cooking uh, all the things that normally they would learn at home uh, we try and replicate that so that they can learn those same skills to become independent in the community uh, and they move through the program uh, finish the training and then we give them a, a window of, a, of three months or so to find a job uh, find somewhere independent to live uh, and we mentor and coach them through all that process uh, and then comes the, the day when they kind of graduate yeah. <laughs> and we have a little ceremony to mark a very special time for them as they move from the semi-independent house then out to their own independent living and uh, we mark that with a little party and uh, really celebrate uh, the success really that they've had to, to be able to move into that next step of being really living freely and independently in the community again. Amazing. Final question, because I know we've got to <laughs> wrap up. Um, so can you tell us just one of one of the most impacting moments for you personally with the Stepping Stones program? What, have, what has been one of the most sort of touching stories for you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess there's there's a lot. But I, I think, um, you know, I, I think of, you know, some of the girls that we've seen who've actually gone through that little graduation ceremony and having them uh, as they as they do that and they hold their certificate up and we ask them you know where do you think you would be if you hadn't gone through this program and uh, and they just like you know I would still be in a terrible place I would still be exploited uh, I would still be lost and abused and and to see them these these young women now confident yeah. and standing strong and saying you know I've now got a job I've found my place to live, I can live independently uh, and I'm really excited about my future. When you compare that to these frightened, scared, sad, mad, bad yeah. <laughs> girls who come into the lighthouse first and are so lost and have no, they can't even think about tomorrow, let alone yeah. their future. And then you've got this young person standing tall and proud and ready to, to hit the ground running with her new job and uh, living independently. That's, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Maggie, mm. for jumping on and talking with us today. Yeah, great. Really appreciate it. Lovely. Been great to <laughs> chat. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please give it a like, give it a share, and uh, we'll see you on the next one.